0: Well, good morning, everybody. It's Monday, and I'm Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and I cannot believe it is five days till Christmas. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network, episode 2833, brought to you today by Eagle Equine Products. It's December 20th. Glenn, you had to start making these show notes correct, or I'm going to lose my mind. Every <laughs> You guys, spoiler alert, I read all of this beginning part, and it doesn't matter what Glenn I forgot to change writes. it.
0: Sorry, it is the 20th. I've, it I is five read, days till Christmas.
2: Yes. I will read whatever he writes. He could say I'm in on planet Jupiter and I would read it. So she would. The fact that I caught all of that ahead of time is
0: hilarious. I used to mess with her, but then she was reading them, so I was like, Oh, okay, I'm not gonna mess
2: yeah. with her anymore. Can't trick me.
0: This it's was not intentional, this one.
2: <laughs> Good morning, horse people.
1: Christmas time's a coming.
0: Literally very soon.
1: Christmas times a coming, and I know I'm going home. Snowflakes are falling. My old homes are
3: calling. Tall pines are humming.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. It is only a few days away from the holiday, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that later in the show. But first, uh, news for you. It's that time of the year when U.S. Equestrian is doing the 2021 Horse of the Year and Equestrian of the Year nominees. You can go vote right now. If you're a member of U.S. Equestrian, you can go put in your vote. We normally don't, there's a a lot of different categories here, but we normally talk about the Equestrian of the Year, and I'm going to tell you who the nominees are for that. We have International Equestrians of Honor. We have Laura Kraut. Of course, the jumper, who's done very well. Uh, So she, she had a really good year, and so she's up for question of the year. We have Sabine Choukary, who, of course, did very well in dressage, kind of the Olympics and all that stuff. So she's up uh, for uh, question of the year. Also, Roxanne Trunnell of para dressage, who I think is still number one in the world right now. So she is up for question of the year. I have to say, I hope she gets it because I would really love to see a para rider get it this year. So those are the three that are up for Equestrian, International Equestrian of the Year. You can head on over and vote. Of course, you can vote for Horse of the Year and National Rider of the Year and all that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of categories over there, but uh, head on over there today to, uh, to do your voting. And I really would like to see the para, so that's who I voted for, just just (laughs) letting you know who I voted for. I
2: mean, you don't tell us who you're voting for for president, but you'll tell us who you're voting for. That's (laughs) right,
0: because I'm trying to encourage people to choose the para rider, because we love the para riders. So uh, Nikki Porter and Nadine Smith are joining us today. They're the hosts of the Canada Horse podcast. They're going to tell us about their new book called Riding Through It, Equestrian Women Tested and Transformed. Plus, we have some general horsey talk. We maybe have a list or two. And also some question first world problems. And I'm sure none of those involve the holidays. So we'll find, I'm looking forward to hearing this batch. It's always good Christmas week uh, question first world problems to see what the real problems are that people have. Plus, we have to find out how my race did. Uh, number four. The fourth, you were going to the races, so I told you to bet the fourth horse in the fourth race for four dollars. So we'll find out how that went as well on this yeah. morning's show. Well,
2: I'll be sure to let you guys know how Glenn did. I'm
0: sure you will. I'm sure I won great quantities of money. Um, so, and also, geez, you guys, ugh, the auditors absolutely love Friday's show. Apparently, talking about Hallmark movies was a big hit. So, we're glad you liked it. <laughs> Oh I wait a minute! On wrong one. That was a mistake. Here. <laughs> You'll hear that later. I want to
1: hear <laughs> that.
0: My trigger finger's happy this morning. I'm just getting it all over the place. Uh, Daily Winnies happy birthdays to our auditors: Sarah Hance, Lori Rodriguez, Tiffany Crumbly, Deb Fry, and Sarah Millard. That's little Sarah. Hey, Sarah, we haven't heard from you in a while. Let us know how you're doing. And we also had some new auditors. Thank you for not making us have a, a, a blank out, a zero week for new auditors. Megan Burleson and Heather Schneider, our driver friend from, from the coast here in Florida. So thank you, too, for joining the auditor group. And uh, let's keep it going. we got two more weeks of this year. Let's make sure we don't have any big goose eggs. Uh, so if you've been thinking about coming an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com scroll down the right-hand side of the page and click on the auditor banner one of the things the auditors are going to get is wednesday night we're having an all-host zoom party which all the hosts from all the shows on the horse radio network are invited to a zoom party and we're going to be broadcasting that live into the auditor room so they just get little extras like that all the time
2: Well, it's cold here now, and uh, I would like to give my Daily Winnie to Courtney Edwards, who is trying to help me fight the cold. She makes these cool – like, you know, you put your helmet on, and your ears get cold. You know, there's no helmet, like, with ear warmers on it. So then I put that, like, ear warmer thing around my head, but then my helmet doesn't fit right, and my hair gets all messed up. She has – invented or created these cool like they're like felt triangle things that attach to your helmet that block out the wind as you're riding and she sent me a pair and
0: they're awesome Do they work yeah they don't look dorky
2: they don't, well, it doesn't matter how to, like, the rest of me looks great. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, now. Yeah, I they thought they
0: about that after about I about said it.
2: it. <laughs> oh, God, what is she doing with her white socks pulled up to her knees walking around the barn? And, I um, forgot
0: who and I was the... talking to. I apologize.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm not talking to Reese. I'm talking to
2: you. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the dressage barn. Okay. This is the get, the get it done barn. And so we're getting done with Courtney Edwards' awesome little ear warmers and Courtney please send me the link. You know what? I'll, I'll try to message. Does she have an Etsy page or she, I think she has an Etsy page okay. and she sells them and she makes them out of like old material. So it's repurposed. Like it doesn't look old. It's just, she makes it out of like clothing. So, so yours are made out of somebody's clothes. old jeans. It, p- pretty much. I think somebody's skirt. <laughs> uh, she, nabs it from them when they're sitting down at the movie theater you know this <laughs> cuts off the bottom uh, <laughs> so it's really cool and they're really great and i'll try to get the link to them because uh, uh yeah any anything to to help you know at this time of year
0: great terrific well tonight you have a zoom actually that joy put together for retired racehorse radio apparently you and some friends are going to have a little holiday party tonight uh, and that's going to be broadcast on the Retired Racehorse Radio Facebook page. So that's, what, 6 o'clock Eastern, right? Yes,
2: yeah, 6 o'clock Eastern. Joanne and i are going to sit down. We might have some wine, you know, for no. And then we're going to have some uh, the cast of characters that are, are frequent guests, including Leandra. She's a real popular segment on Retired Racehorse Radio. Leandra Cooper it runs New Vocations, so we always get a training tip. And we highlight an adoptable horse. And... Uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. All of us sitting around chit chatting and talking about the year, and and it'll be fun. And we'd love for you guys to join
0: us. And you'll be able to see them because it's video. So oh god, Billy, <laughs> really? I forgot that about was that. my subtle reminder that you have to get, you have to actually maybe change clothes put before some, tonight. Put
2: some eyeliner <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs>
0: I don't. Okay. So tell me, uh, I, you went to the races Friday night. Where'd you go? One of the big tracks in Oklahoma, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. Remington yeah. Park is a track. <laughs> Why do I laugh every Oklahoma?
0: time I hear Remington Park?
2: Is I don't it actually know.
0: started by the gun people?
2: probably <laughs> it's Oklahoma Remington. I didn't even think about that. Uh, so Remington had closing night on Friday night and, uh, horse and hound will go uh, and the big stakes nights and have a table set up and do some fundraising. So I'd love to go and hang out with those guys and, and hang out with all the volunteers and everything. And I love to gamble. So
1: there's that. <laughs> there. So
2: uh, I take a, a, a specific amount of cash, but I had to add $4 to my pile. Glenn, because right. I'm not letting you take out my cut. Okay. So I got there actually the third race, they started at five and it was a stakes race night. So there's a lot, like I saw Steve Asmussen again, he hangs out at Remington on stake nights, brought all the horses and pretty much won everything, uh, and the whole entire thing. Uh, so I had, had, uh, my friend Larissa and I went and I got there the third race and I, I put like my big bet down. I was like, that's the one. And then I lost. And I was like, my confidence was shot. So the next one, <laughs> one is One race
0: in race. and you're done.
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh, because I I, I I, have two types of bets that I do. And one is big and one is small. And I put a big one on that one and it uh, didn't work. So the next race, I'm like, oh, I got to do Glenn's stupid $4 on number four in the fourth race. And you're texting me, reminding me, don't forget. <laughs> and then I saw this horse and I was like, no, that one's going to win. Was it the one or the two horse? I can't remember. And I was like, that's the winner. But because my confidence had been shot from the last one, I only did the small bet. And I, Glenn, bless you. Your horse led the entire really? race. Really? <laughs> it breaks out of the gate. I'm
0: usually in last and, place, so this is thrilling.
2: <laughs> well, my horse was in last place, and your horse was in first place, and the four comes around the corner, and there is nobody there. And he, I'm like... Oh my God. I am going to call him because you were at like 15 to one. Really? And I bet $4. Like this. I was like, mom is about to make some money. <laughs> and then Glenn out of nowhere, my horse comes from the back of the pack And it is a dueling stretch race to the wire, neck and neck, stride for stride. And there was like a little head bob here and a little head bob there. And the one that bobbed its head at the exact right time is the one that won. And guess who won? My horse! (laughs) Unfortunately, if your horse would have won, I would have made a lot more money. (laughs) But I did my tiny best. You should have done an there.
0: exacto there.
2: <laughs> I do, I'm not gonna exact a box with your horse. Like, why would I do that? That'd be crazy. But yeah, I it was the exacto that I could have actually won for the entire evening. So, uh, pretty exciting. You
0: were just yeah, more, I, you were more excited about beating me than you were winning ten dollars or two dollars on the race, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna need you to to PayPal me that four dollars <laughs> or include it in my next paycheck because
0: didn't I you know, tell you to, to do at the place? Did I say to win?
2: You said number (laughs) Roll back the tape. $4 on number four in the fourth race to win.
0: I thought I said place. Can anybody email Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com and let us know whether I said place Mm -hmm. or win? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. You can email me, actually, because I'll tell you. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you did it. And look, it made for a thrilling race.
2: It was very exciting, and I would like to say that— And um, let's face remember,
0: it, it was worth the $4 out of your pocket to beat me.
2: Yes. It's, <laughs> no, you still owe me the $4. You're not getting out of it. Nice try. I tried.
0: You almost went for <laughs> it, it was too.
2: It worth it to you to spend that money for me and lose it. No.
0: How'd you do no, the rest of not. the night?
2: You know, I'm telling you, ever since I read that book, it's called The Body Language of Horses, and it ge- gives you like a – it talks about the body language of horses, but there's like a, a part about picking the winner of the races. And there's a, a gentleman who goes to all the races that works at Horse and Hound, and he is a bloodline, and he's a works, and he's a bullet worker. He's, he's a guy who looks at the, the form. And then there's me, who I use this book that talks about going to the paddock before, because they all get tacked up and walk around and parade around and you see the jockeys get thrown up. Well, this book talks about the body language of the horse in the paddock before the race. And I'm not kidding you. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you who wrote it. Hold Give me a second. It is. Okay. we got a bookshelf. The Body Language of Horses by Tom Ainsley and Bonnie Ledbetter and Betty Faye, our auditor, gave me this book. And it it's insane. It's insane. It's black magic, Glenn. Mm. It is because it tells you what to look for and the look of the horses and like certain areas that they might be sweating and all this. It's pretty cool. And I am like, I'm 90% at this point. Now, I do bet them across the board when play show. So some of them might. Not when some of them, there's a couple of them. I'm like, that's the one right there. Well, if you're and
0: doing that, you're more than likely getting your money back if they come one, two, or three.
2: There's a couple times I because they, they you know, and I love it because the, the, the guy from Horse and Hound is like all in his book, and I'm like, I beat you again. <laughs> We watch it together, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go, go, go!" And he's like, "Come on!" So I'm just telling you,
0: this is like well, black magic. You didn't answer my question, did you? End up up for the night?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. I, I when you win eighty to ninety percent of races, like you're gonna, yeah. It was great. It was great.
0: Unless you lose the big ones.
2: The problem is, I buy multiple Coronas, the beers <laughs> during the whole night, so I kind of probably maybe lost a little on that. (laughs) And the Uber to get home, is probably pretty pricey. But other than, if you just took the racing betting, (laughs) then I am...
0: But that's entertainment though. That's entertainment money, not betting money. There's two different piles.
2: That's what I tell myself.
0: Yeah, I do too. That's what I tell myself when I'm (laughs) I'm at the casino and blackjack is not going well.
2: Exactly. Well, the racing's done at Remington for the year and here's the unfortunate or fortunate part is that there's a lot of racehorses that just went into the rescue. Uh, So I just got two new ones this week and, um, there's a lot more kind of in the pipeline for me to restart. So if you've been thinking about wanting a racehorse, a retired racehorse, you can uh, go check out the ones that I have on my page, or you can go to horseandhoundrescuefoundation.com. They have more on their Facebook page is more updated, but mine is Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, certified Monty Roberts instructor, and you can see all the racehorses there. Yeah, I went to pick them up, and there's two, and she, she gives me this, oh, God, he's gorgeous, this giant black horse. She's like, you're going to like this one, and I was like, cool, and then we go get the other one. She goes, you have to be careful. So it's uh, <laughs> a little bit of both. So we'll, we'll just see what happens.
0: All right. Very good. Why don't you tell us about MagnaGuard while I get our guests on.
2: Fantastic. Well, MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves. MagnaGuard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium in it is a natural calmer and Also, it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows the horses to relax. It contains important trace minerals. It's all natural, can be fed continually without negative side effects. You've got nothing to lose. Customers report healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. And there's a discount code. You get 15% off. The code is HRN, and you can use it one time at eagleequine.com. All the products come with the money-back guarantee, and if you're not satisfied, you can contact Eagle Equine Products for a full refund Again, that's EagleEquine.com.
0: Well, as I said earlier, we have Nikki and Nadine here of the Canada Horse Podcast from the Horse Radio Network. They have something exciting they want to announce on the show. But first, hi, guys.
3: Hello. Hi.
0: So, Nikki, how's the Canada Horse Podcast doing? It seems like you just started that yesterday, but you're you had a lot of episodes out now.
3: Oh, my gosh. It feels like it was just yesterday. But Nadine, am I right in saying that we're a year into it now?
4: Yeah, almost a year. I think we launched our first episode's February 5th, and it's been really
0: great. Yeah, your numbers are good. It seems to be doing well.
3: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and honestly, I feel like we're only going bi-weekly right now because of time, but if we could do this as a weekly show, if we had the time for it, we would absolutely love that. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, we'd do daily if we had the time, too. Uh, don't, don't recommend daily by the way, just saying. (laughs) So I'm so proud of your show. I got to tune into an episode recently. I check in every once in a while. I just don't tell you guys. Um, but it's going really well. You two work really well together. And I think that that's improved over time. Like it always does.
3: Oh yes. I think that our comfort level, uh, just kind of going back and forth together has evolved for sure. and I feel like we fell into a groove with what we really enjoy speaking about together. and I think that that's been highlighted in the show for sure.
4: Yeah, I would agree. And I started off so nervous and so I my way to fix that was to basically write everything down that I wanted to make sure that I didn't say the wrong thing or stumble over my words. And I think as we've gotten, Through it, it's become a lot more authentic. You know, we just have conversations because we understand the way each other speak now and what we want to say.
0: I thought you were going to say the way I got through it was whiskey, but you know, your answer is good too.
4: (laughs) A little bit of wine, a lot, heavy wine,
0: (laughs) some good Canadian ale or something. You know. (laughs) So, you know, it's only taken Jamie and I 10 years to get used to each other. So you guys are way ahead of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the book you have coming out. First of all, why did you write a book? And uh, tell us what it's about.
3: Well, it's called Riding Through It. And why would be because I was sitting in my kitchen one day and had this idea hit me that normally I get these ideas and I call Nadine right away. And she's always very gracious enough to sit and listen to me. Only this time I was like, and I really want your help with this. (laughs) And so (laughs) she was a little reluctant, but, uh, but I convinced her. And what I felt like was that I had gone through the book writing process already, but I did it alone. And then I did a collaborative book, but I wasn't the lead author of it. And there were certain things that I really wanted to create for other women who wanted to write and be part of a book writing process and also have their words out there. And I just saw an opportunity to do that. And Nadine, I knew would be someone that could be a huge benefit to work with on a project like this because she's so organized uh, and she has the things that I lack. So it was, uh, it was great that she said yes. And it turned out amazing, Glenn. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to actually like Feel it and see it and and uh, and read it. It's awesome.
0: What's it about?
4: So Nikki mentioned that the book is called Riding Through It. And the other part of that is equestrian women tested and transformed. And so there are 17 women authors, and that just happened by chance that it was all women, all people who have and loved horses throughout their lives at one point or another and have gone through something, whether it be a personal experience, an illness. Um, a, losing a horse and have come out the other side of it better or, or having been helped through the love and relationship of the horse. Would that kind of sum it up,
3: Nikki? Absolutely. Yeah. I really feel like we put out a call on Instagram that just simply said, like, do you have a story to share that helps people see that you've become who you are because of horses and the response was overwhelming. It was incredible. And like Nadine said, it turned out that all of our authors are women, but that was just because it was the women that when the pressure came on and we were like, here's the deadline, this is what we're looking for. The women came and, and really showed up. And so it turned out to be an all ladies authorship, but it's, it wasn't because it was completely intended to, but I think it worked magically.
0: So what, Nadine, what did you learn doing doing this show or doing this book? What did you learn writing the book?
4: Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is I never set out to actually write a chapter in the book. As Nikki mentioned, I came on to help her with the organizational side of it and as a support and holding the meetings and keeping things on track. And what happened was, is we had our first meet and greet on Zoom with all of the authors because we're throughout Canada and the United States. And in hearing the stories, I was so touched by the people that were sharing their stories that I thought, oh, wow, this is really hitting me. Maybe I do have a story to tell. And Nikki was a big part of nudging me along and saying, yes, you do. You can You can write a chapter as well. You know, everybody has a story to share. And so in writing my story I felt like it was a bit cathartic to go through some of my life and my dreams with horses and the challenges and ups and downs so it was a great process.
3: The cool part is is that one of the very first Uh, messages we got from feedback from somebody who had read the book was about Nadine's chapter and saying like, I needed to read this. This is my experience. Thank you so much. So very validating when we get those sort of responses back, especially when somebody was a little more reluctant to to write in the first place.
0: Yeah. So, So Nikki, what surprised you through this whole process?
3: Oh, what surprised me? I would say how easy it was to work with a group of women on a project that had very short timelines we had 20 women overall with the editor and the formatter and myself and Nadine, and all the authors um, work on this and we set out very ambitious deadlines because we wanted it out for christmas and we succeeded and everyone was so good uh it was just incredible to work with them i had some people caution me and say oh man, this, what you're, what you're looking to create, it's like herding cats. And it really, it really wasn't Haynadine. It was just everyone, it was the top of their priority list. So everyone just, you know, showed up when we needed them to show up and it, it worked beautifully.
4: Yeah. And I, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say when you asked that question. And the other thing would be the quality of writing because that was the other, that was the other fear is that, somebody or a few people might not have the same quality of writing as other people. That's a huge group who are not previous authors and it all turned out really beautifully.
0: So what, so obviously we want everybody to read the book, right? So we, we want that, but who do you think it will benefit the most?
3: Oh, good question. So we will just do a little bit of a, you know, a PSA. We've had some people ask, "Should I get this for my daughter? Should I get this for my my writing student?" And we will say that it was written by adult women for essentially, not adult women, um, in the sense that men aren't included. But we definitely didn't write it with the thoughts that anyone under the age of sixteen would would enjoy it and want to pick it up. So that would be the first thing. Second thing would be anyone who. Considers themselves an animal lover um, or someone who has experienced feeling a connection through animals. Because really, yes, it's about horses, but what we speak of and how our relationships with these animals have moved us through difficult situations, that can apply to other animals as well, such as dogs or cats or whichever. So, um, anyone who loves animals really and understands the power that their relationships with us have.
0: Very good. And I know that it's available on Amazon.com and Amazon.ca right now. You can get it in Canada too. So where do they go and what do they do? And also they can find the Canada Horse podcast just on any podcast player. So if you've never listened to that, take a listen to that as well.
3: Yeah, for sure. So the easiest way to get it in an efficient timeframe is definitely either Amazon.com or CA if you're from the States or Canada. Um, and others as well it's on it's definitely available for other countries as well but if you want a signed copy you can touch base with any of the authors and reach out to them and say oh my gosh you know every one of these authors is on instagram so if you check them out and and who they are resonates with you you can order directly from them and have a signed copy from them so that's always a fun way to be able to say to one of the authors like i hear you i see you thank you for doing this. And I'd love to have a copy from you directly. So that's always nice.
0: Very good. And what's your website, Nikki?
3: Just Nikkiporter.ca, And it is available there. And if you do purchase on that website, it will take you to Amazon. Just again, quickest, most efficient way to get it out the door.
0: All right, great. So thank you guys for stopping by this morning. Appreciate it. Of course, uh, Uh, Good job also with the podcast this year. I'm I'm so glad you guys made it a year. You know, people who make it a year normally make it more than one. So that's good. We're glad to see that.
4: That's awesome. Thanks so much. All right.
0: Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.
4: Happy holidays.
0: Well, we hope you guys pick up the book and enjoy it. I'm so proud of those two. They really worked hard. I remember we had the discussions about starting that show and and how it, you know, how it's going to go and I'm just so proud that they're still here after after a year and the show's doing pretty well. I always thought a Canada podcast would do pretty well. Getting ready to turn heads with a beautifully styled, meticulously designed arena saddle crafted from European leather without sacrificing comfort for you or your horse. The classic elegance and unbeatable quality of arena saddles will take your seat to the next level in the ring. Arena saddles are known for beauty, comfort, and practicality. You can't deny these stylish saddles have eye appeal, but you might be wondering what makes an arena saddle so comfortable. Features like ultra soft seats and knee inserts, a perfectly balanced seat, customizable rider support, and extra protective cushioning to give your horse softness and freedom. That's what makes Arena Saddles the premier choice for any discerning rider. With saddles for every discipline and confirmation priced at just $15.99, there's an Arena Saddle that's perfect for you. Visit arenasaddles.com to view the full range of saddles available and to find a retailer near you. That's arenasaddles.com.
2: Well, I just saw something on Facebook that I have got to share. Okay. And uh it happened 2 hours ago to Katie Ruppel down in Florida. She's an inventor and this particular incident that happened to her, well, with her has been shared in 2 hours 147 shares and there's 135 comments what? plus what billions happened? of comments on everybody else's page. Okay? <laughs> So, Katie posted on her Facebook page, has anybody in Anthony lost a pony? This very bad boy appears to have run away mid-clip. Please share. It is a mini that has been clipped halfway on one side and like two swipes down on the other side and he took off, apparently, and down in Florida. And it is these dinky cutest mini that looks so ridiculous. Like, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing this. And he just took off. And so Katie Ruppel found him and is trying to find his owners. And it is so funny.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> so, if anybody in Anthony, Florida, has lost a pony that they were clipping, everybody else knows where it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just go look on Facebook. You can find it. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. That's so
0: funny. great. Minis, they do have a mind of their own.
2: Uh, somebody <laughs> yeah. said, have you clipped it since you, since it got to your place? And Katie had some very choice words like F no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the comments are so funny. They're just like people are just dying. Did you finish the clip job? No. D- they should have clipped in their phone number <laughs> first. <laughs> but if I find out... Any more details before the show is over, I will bring you the breaking news of Pony.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, good. I'll be excited to hear. You know, maybe they got halfway through clipping and said, this is a pain in the ass. We're just turning this sucker loose. Let him go. Yeah, maybe we'll go go to her house. (laughs) Somebody else will take it in. Allie posted this on Facebook. I saw this the other day and wanted to talk to you about it. She said, uh, have a bad ride, a client driving you crazy, a saddle you want just financially out of reach, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that, and here's a list that she put together: hunters and jumpers. We ride horses in circles and jump sticks for a living, and then we let some person tell us how our horse did or did not do, jump the sticks as pretty as any other horse. So you're right. I mean, pretty much you're going in circles and jumping sticks when you think about it. When you're hunter jumper, that's really what you're doing, and somebody else is judging yeah. you. So I mean, there's that. On
2: what you're wearing. Yes, and what exactly. Is
0: and... Dressage. We chart trot in circles and let someone tell someone else to write down whether or not we are (laughs) circly enough for the circle club. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Aventers, we decided jumping out of an airplane without a parachute wasn't exciting enough, so we run at mock speeds towards walls, ditches, and small lakes to see who can do it the fastest. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what... There are probably more accidents with uh, Aventers than there is with skydivers, if you think about it. Well, then again, with skydiving, you only have one accident. So, There's a
1: lot
2: more adventures, exactly. You yeah. get muted out pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, barrel Racers. We spend all of our time fine-tuning our ability to turn three times faster than anyone else. It's oh, true. God. I'm pretty much all you're doing. <laughs> Ropers. We catch calves that are technically already caught. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs>
2: we catch calves that are technically already caught. That
0: was my favorite one of all. Steer wrestlers. We wrestle an animal that didn't even know there was a wrestling match coming their way.
2: (laughs) God, is not that the truth. (laughs) This next one's great.
0: Team sorters. Even on our worst day, we didn't spend as much as the cutters. (laughs) (laughs) They spend a lot of money for those horses. This
2: cutters one is so great. We let several people tell us we're better or worse at not letting calves hang out with their buddies. (laughs)
0: And everybody that you tried cutting, didn't you? I did everybody I did. that tries it says it's a blast. It's <laughs> like uh. yeah
2: it just it's just not in my ballpark of being able to ever afford something like that <laughs> um, because not only do you have to have like a horse that does it, you have to have cows
0: and things. And then you have to um, have new cows all the time because the cows get used to it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, that's why they used a baby buffalo that I was cutting, which <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I love the team penners as we take caught calves and we make them a little more caught. <laughs> <laughs> and all these Western ones make the English ones look a lot more
0: normal. <laughs> uh, mounted shooters. Because we've used this skill ever over the last 200 years, <laughs> Not much, actually, when you think about it. Endurance. We take 10 times as long and 10 times more money to get somewhere an ATV could have brought us.
2: That's not (laughs) as fun,
0: though. Uh, Let's see. uh, Anything else here? Trail riders. Cheers. Y'all have it figured out.
2: (laughs) I like the Western Pleasure one. Western Pleasure. We poke around at wine sipping speeds in the equestrian equivalent of a ball gown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might be the best one actually. <laughs> that's good. I'll tell you what's been happening in our neighborhood. We live in an equestrian neighborhood that's been pretty sleepy since we moved here. But now that the word Equestrian Center has moved in, it ain't sleepy anymore. So the prices have tripled, but people are the the. You know, we used to have just snowbirds, which are just old people that came down from Canada and spent the winter here. But now we have horse snowbirds that show up for like eight weeks in the middle of winter. They spend, they're buying these properties now, little four-acre farms for $700,000, $800,000. Several of them now have come in. They've put in all this expensive wood fencing. And right now, wood fencing is Atrociously expensive. And of course, they double fence everything. So they put in paddocks, smaller paddocks, and they double fence everything. So using twice as amount of fencing. And they literally show up for eight weeks and then disappear. And I'm going, God, there is money in horses somewhere.
2: (laughs) Yeah, how do you make a million dollars in horses? Start with 10 million. Yeah, because uh,
0: they're spending a million dollars on these places between buying them. And these places were gone for 250 three years ago. And they're now spending seven fifty on them, and they're showing up, and we're and it's a fun game for us because the builders show up long before the horse before the horsemen do, before the uh, competitors do, and we always try and guess which discipline it's going to be because they're all here in Florida now. We got Western, we got English, we got dressage, we got jumping, but we try and tell by the arenas they put in and how the paddocks are laid out. Which ones are which, and sometimes mm-hmm. we're right, sometimes we're wrong, uh, because a lot of times the footing's not put down yet, and that's the clear giveaway of which you got moving in. Uh, but there's one really? we can't figure out yet, and they e- this one even put in all the paddocks, all the miniature paddocks, must be ten of them, and then they have a barn that probably is about ten stalls, and then they put up a temporary tent that probably has another ten stalls, and they haven't shown up yet, so we don't know we don't know what they are, but dressage. Yeah, we were guessing that, but the arena is not right for dressage. The arena they built is not right for dressage, so I don't know who it is. <laughs> well, that's know. a fun game. Yeah, it is kind <laughs> of a fun game for us. <laughs> it is kind of a fun game. All right, let's uh, let's get to uh, the song that I put together for the uh, from the past radiothon songs, and there's two of them today. They're pretty short. Uh, Bill, Officer Bill, put the first one together, and then I found the other of the Hanukkah. Well, actually. It's not really a Hanukkah song, but the other Jewish song that Biz put together, I played the first one last week. I found the other one that she did, and uh, I think you're going to like this one, too. So let's take a listen to old Radiothon songs from the past and go down memory lane a bit.
5: Everybody on the HRN Network, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I've compiled a few little parodies here to sing to you. Bear with me this was short notice. You better look out for really bad ads, and get them in soon, And you might be glad. Cause Jamie and Glenn might read them on air. Craigslist is the best place other ads may do. If it is the funniest one, they'll send a gift to you. Oh, you better practice hard, you need to jump high, you need to run fast, I'm telling you why. Cause venting season's coming to town. The judges know if you are cheating, they'll know if you're a fake. They'll judge you if you're bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Horse poop smells, horse poop smells, (laughs) it won't go away. Oh, what fun it is to clean horse stalls every day. Thank you, God bless, and Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: (laughs) Hard to be a Jew on Christmas. I'm the only one that's here on HRN And Jamie Jan could have just one thing to ask of me. but I couldn't come up with a stupid song that she'd appreciate And that whispered me, pleading, please Leslie, don't fire me Cause I'm a Jew, a horsey Jew on Christmas. Now, Hanukkah is nice, but why is it that it comes without the sweet candy canes? And it's that i my horse is chewing on my sleeve. And without the fuzzy sucking, my stall front looks quite empty. And can somebody please tell me why don't make yarmulkes for horses? Cause I'm a Jew, the horsey Jew. I merry I'm <laughs> on Christmas.
2: I mean, the fact that she took a South Park song and redid it to make it sound equestrian biz we love you. Oh my god. And, she, and now that's going to be in my head all day. I will, I will. A,
0: jew,
2: a horsey jew. jew on Christmas. I like how she said she's the
0: only horsey jew in, in at all of HRN too. So <laughs> well, she did the first song, the one I played last week, and then we came back to her the next year and said, "Now, you're the only horsey jew, you have to do a song." And uh, she said, and she had the toughest time. She could not come up with one, and she put that together the last night before it was due in, and that's what she came up with. So good job, oh, Viz. Nice. See, Viz just does better when the when the pressure's on. At the last minute.
2: I'd be married, but I'm Hebrew <laughs> <laughs> All on Christmas.
0: So another hit, apparently the ha- the uh, Hallmark movie talk, which we didn't plan last Friday, turned out to be the biggest hit of the year. Uh, yeah, but- I
2: feel like I really missed a big thing. Um, uh, about that too, is you know, we, we talked about how so many of the women, they're high powered attorneys and they go home for Christmas and their car breaks down and they end up like hanging out with the guy bakeries that, like, <laughs> bakery, you know, I, I, I really failed you guys on the fact that really, honestly, most of them fall for the guy at that works as a Christmas tree lot. Oh,
0: like, that's it's true. A Christmas tree lot. that is true. That is true.
2: And I, I, I None of those people one, have fake
0: I, trees, or they never get married.
2: Exactly. You never, <laughs> say, girls. That's where you need to find a man. The Christmas tree lot, because that's a guy. Yeah. Um. So I read something too, and it was like, if you played a Hallmark movie backwards, the lady would break up with the loser that she's dating, go to the city, get a good job, be a high-powered attorney, and make lots of money, and be happy, <laughs> and wear pencil skirts and high heels. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, the, uh, I wanted to mention that another popular thing that we've been doing, apparently, because a bunch of people made the soup over the weekend. Jessica Sackett was on it last Wednesday for our recipe of the week, and she brought us broccoli soup. And Jamie and I, neither one of us had time to do it over the weekend because it's been a weekend. And about 10 auditors made it, posted pictures of the soup, and loved it. Apparently, everybody loved the broccoli soup. So, good job there, Jessica. And we have another recipe coming up for you this week. And it is a cranberry dip for the holidays. So, oh, yeah, actually, this one sounded really good. I want to try it. Because anything that has so cranberries and cream cheese, I'm going to try. <laughs>
2: Oh, that is a good combo. So here's the question. um so we do on Monday's equestrian first world problems and then on Wednesdays we have the weird news segment and now the rest and then on Fridays really bad ads. And then we added this new segment of the recipe. So should we add different regular segments and like get rid of some? So do you guys not like certain segments that we could replace? So let us know.
0: Yeah, let us know. Actually, I am going to do a survey on the auditor room, too, about the show, what people want to see more or less of. And if one of them's us, then then I guess you're on your own if they kick me out. So, just have mm-hmm. to retire. You can do the show yourself. <laughs> you don't like Glenn. <laughs> uh, you're stuck with that one. Total Saddle Fit. It's one of our our terrific sponsors for many, many years. Are you still using your Total Saddle Fit stuff?
2: Oh my gosh, of course. Total Saddle Fit Girth I have uh, for my dressage saddle, and then I have a Total Saddle Fit stirrup leathers, but I use them on my, I have a pair for my dressage and the jumping ones because they're just that great.
0: And people that go from Total Saddle Fit leathers and then have to ride another saddle for borrowing one or whatever, the first thing they notice is the leathers. The leathers are bulky and in the way, and that's one of the things about the Total Saddle Fit leathers you don't have to worry about. They're not bulky and in the way. And you've had yours for a couple years now, right? Many years.
2: Yes, I mean at least three, two, three years. Are they holding up? Like the they're the nicest part of my saddle.
0: Well, there you go. And they also hold up. You know, when we first started talking about Total Saddlefit years ago, the products were fairly new. So we were curious if they'd hold up. Well, Jamie, there's your proof. They hold up. Yep.
2: Still that's a, It's the shiny part on my saddle.
0: So if you want to get yourself something for Christmas, head over to Total Saddle Fit. Yeah, the first reaction is, God, these things are expensive, but they work and they last a long time. You get what so you pay for. yeah, you get what you pay for. Totalsaddlefit.com is where you'll find that. Now it's time for this. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems.
1: This ought to be good.
2: All right, equestrians and auditors and listeners. This is a collection of problems that has been shared around by... uh, Actually, I post in the Auditor Facebook page on Sunday night slash Monday morning um, to, to have you guys be you know it's therapeutic it's therapy to share your equestrian woes. if you have an equestrian problem it is a first of world problem so let it your freak flag fly here can, okay can
0: i make a prediction though i love making a prediction when it's holiday week uh we're gonna see a bunch of people saying that they have to visit family and can't be with their horses
2: um we may see one or two of those <laughs> yeah, all we right do. so Richard sent the first one in and this is. Uh, Like, I'm not A-type, I don't think, but it's bothering me, so I'm going to share it with you guys. He says, first, I want to thank Glenn for the HRN sticker, but it has created a first-world equestrian problem. If I put it on the back of my car, I have to find another horse's sticker to keep everything equal. It's off to the left, and it's bothering me. You know what? (laughs) It won't bother you as a driver, though, because you'll be in the car. It's just going to bother the people behind you. No OCD
0: there, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, right? I mean, I don't want to be, but some things just— need to be in their place Um, some things need to be balanced uh amy says i still have never gotten a pony for christmas and it's not looking like it's gonna happen this year either
0: what Mm. is wrong with your family
2: who is in charge over there you give us should be
0: you i'll tell you what is it amy you said Amy, amy you give us their phone number and we'll call them on the show on wednesday
2: Amy, give me your address and I'll send you a horse.
0: <laughs> there you go. Perfect. We could do that too.
2: <laughs> Holly says it won't stop raining in Oregon. And all I can think about is that my horses are getting wet and cold. Why must I have a job? My horses need me. Girl. When it rains, I'm just like, I, I, I twitch because I'm like, they're going to be cold and wet. What is wrong with us? They're horses.
0: They have fur. Hand. They've been living outside for years.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hannah says I drove four hours across the state just to ride. She has a friend that lives outside of the city. She said, but it's been six months since the last time I rode and everything hurts. (laughs) It's like getting back on that treadmill. Just, just run for four hours at 20 miles an hour. Just just go, you'll be fine. Uh, Flossie says, I want an HR in saddle pad so bad, but I spent all my fun money on Christmas presents for other people, and now I can't buy myself one until later. Doing it now,
0: you think Kim- that was meant for me? You think that was a hint?
2: I mean. Get one over to her. Uh, Kim says, I found the perfect dressage soap bridal, which means it would also be my everyday bridal, too. But it's so expensive, and I'm sure my husband would tell me just to order it, but it'll be late after Christmas. And then uh, the reason I need it is because they broke apart, and I'm in current bridal, and then I want to get a $350 bridal, but what if that one breaks?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. You're like, it's so nice. It's so expensive, but I'm I'm just going to ruin it. now i think about stuff um maya says i got to attend an awesome land safe clinic you know what those are those are the ones where they teach you how to fall off yeah they teach
0: you how to be a stunt double
2: yeah basically she said i got to attend an awesome land safe clinic this past weekend and i learned so much but i'm so sore from falling (laughs) off the mechanical horse
0: Uh,
2: have you ever done that chuck you I haven't done it. I mean, in real life, I've done it. Yeah. yeah
0: I was like, going to say, you, you do it in real life. You don't need... I've you've had a lot of practice. <laughs> in a rotational fall
2: of that measure, I wish I would have known the landscape thing and I would have tucked and rolled because I didn't. I just wham on the ground.
0: And I feel like in your uh, current position, your current job, uh, you kind of get practice at that anyway. So
2: I should host one of those clinics. You should. Landscape people, <laughs> give me a call. Um... And Mabarty says, we are no longer in drought. I think she's over in uh, on the other side of the country, on the world. Uh, we are no longer in drought, and the grass is going crazy in the horse paddocks. But it's also going crazy in my yard, and now I have to mow. Hey, there's a mini that's on the loose that'll come over and mow all of it for you. No update on the home for the mini, though. I do think Nothing. you might be right. They I just, think
0: they turned it loose and said, go over to that, that inventor over there. She'll take care of you.
2: Yeah, go to Katie Ruppel's Facebook page and see if there's an update, Glenn. Patty says, it has been great weather for riding in December. It's so awesome. But it's December and Christmas, and there's no time to ride.
0: (laughs) See, (laughs) I told you. (laughs) I nailed that. Uh, We've been doing this a long time. (laughs) I know.
2: Yeah, we might see some more of those. Uh, Laura, Laura says, I really want to lose some weight, but I just made a bunch of candy for Christmas, and I'm so damn good at making candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: funny.
2: Amy says, my favorite broodmare was served by my favorite stallion last week, and I have to wait a whole nother week for a pregnancy test, and I don't have this much anxiety trying to make human babies. <laughs> oh, my God. I know the feeling. Uh, did I tell you what happened to me over the weekend, Glenn? No. Uh, with with my broodmare. Yeah, no. Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Uh, no, I went down to feed Friday after the show, and I went down, and uh, Pink is, I, I bring her up, and I look at her every day, check her teats, and then check her hoo-ha, and I'm like, oh, God, there's blood. That's not good. So I, I called the vet, and he's he's, he's he's my repro guy, and he's the husband of my my main vet. And, um, and he's like the kind of guy who's like, ah, rub some dirt in it. It'll be fine. It's far from the heart. He's like that kind of vet. And so uh, I'm like, there's some blood. I don't know what to do. And he was like, well, send me a picture. I sent him a picture. And his response is, yeah, maybe you should come in. Oh. And so I turned to Abby and I said, he says, maybe I should come in. And she goes, isn't he the one that makes everything no big deal? And I was like, hook up the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the trailer, so I ran her directly into the vet. He met me at the clinic, and she had a caslicks in, and like rubbed that, and has some varicose veins, and it's all this kind of a big bloody, gross mess. But the cool news is, I got to see the baby. Oh, he had his arm in there, and he's like, I think that's a foot, and he goes, "Ow, it kicked me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it so everything's good.
2: So everything is okay, good. Right. I've, I've been meaning to say that on the show today because I got a lot of messages about it. Um, so, yeah, everything is good. Okay. Good. Um, but, Amy, I do get it because, like, this whole thing, I mean, when it's your body, you know what's going on. But when it's somebody else's body, you're like, oh, my God, what's going
0: on? And then that other, the uh, other body doesn't want to talk either. They're very quiet, kind of bashful. Kick you. Know? Kick you. Yeah. yeah, Kick
2: you when exactly. you're doing a rectal palpation. <laughs> Um, Serenity says, I've been picking up extra shifts and I've been so tired. I fell asleep and I missed a Christmas concert. (gasps) You can watch it on replay. Yeah, you can, but you're not going to win that Wintec somebody
0: That is true. Uh, That is a problem.
2: Yeah. Carrie says, I had a professional photographer out to take some photos of my horse, but like, I don't know which photo to share first because they're all so pretty. (laughs) Um... Patty, this sucks. I mean, it's good and bad. I'm heading out to pick up a new horse today. Yay! Except I couldn't find child so and I have to take my three-year-old with me. Twelve hours of driving. Nope. <laughs> nope. I would have that horse shipped. <laughs> There's haulers that do that. Yeah. Um... Margaret says only five days until Christmas, this is another one, only five days until Christmas and none of my family's gifts are wrapped and in the mail because I spent too much time at the barn. <laughs> <laughs> so she fought through the pain, Glenn, she just went to the barn and said, screw the rest of you.
0: Um, I kind of feel like we should exempt all horsewomen from the Christmas obligations, parties, gifts, God, yeah. I know. Mm. I'd really
2: like that. That'd be cool. Um, this is a very scary situation going on right now, Glenn. Have you heard about this? Lack of candy cane in the U.S. fuel low an, peppermint harvest.
0: I read an article about it, but I, I was like, and then I tried to remember whether I've seen any at the store, and I don't think I have.
2: Alicia says it's almost Christmas time, and there could be a peppermint shortage, and no ponies should miss out on their Christmas treats.
0: I didn't, rea- I didn't realize why there was a lack of candy canes, but um, I guess there was. So yeah, because usually when you walk in the grocery store, there's this huge display right as you walk in with a million candy canes, and I have not seen that. Do they actually harvest peppermint for those, or is it corn syrup? with like? I, d- of- I don't know. I didn't think there was actual peppermint in it. Peppermint, because right? it usually says peppermint flavoring, and... And you They're don't know just what that is. To sell, run to the store
2: and hoard you know, toilet
0: paper. Do you know what else we learned yesterday? We had some time to kill in between uh, errands in town, and I said, "Ah, stop at the furniture store. We haven't been at a furniture store in forever. I don't know why. It's just a good place to kill time." And we were walking around the furniture store, and it is true—you can't get furniture. We heard of the salespeople talking to people, and everything everybody looked at was three to six months.
2: Yeah. When we were hot tub shopping, uh, we were looking for a hot tub, but Chad was trying to get me one for my birthday. And we walked in one. They were like, well, we got a spot. It'll come in in March. And I was like, I don't want a hot tub in March. I want a hot tub <laughs> now, now, <laughs>
0: It is Uh, true, though. Apparently, furniture is the same way as everything else. You can't get it. And then the other thing we were shocked at is we haven't been in an actual, like, real furniture store in a long time that actually has, like, real furniture. I mean, not uh, IKEA. (laughs) Right. Not (laughs) IKEA, like one that has stuff. Furniture is expensive. Holy crap. (laughs) It's expensive. Yeah,
2: that's that's been a thing for a while. (laughs) Uh, Katie says, I just bought my daughter this really nice Ariat shirt for Christmas. But I love it so much. I wish it was mine. <laughs> it's a cool shirt. I want one of those too. Ursina um, says we found a Christmas pony for the neighbor's little girl. Yay! But now she won't be coming over to groom the burrs out of my horses anymore in exchange for riding time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did tell somebody. I was like, they want to come over and like this gypsy that I have in training. They're like, I want to come over and braid its mane. I was like, yeah, you can do that. And also if the Andalusian, the standing in the, the barn, would appreciate that as well. I uh, nobody had had time for that. Um, Summer says, I got a new round bale for my crew, and it's great. But now my horses don't even care when I get there. I don't get my winnie greetings because they already have food. <laughs> That's <is> a problem. <laughs> um, let's see. Time for one more? Yep, one more. Oh, I have so many good ones there still. Uh, Laura says, let's go with Laura. I saw her write this on another page, and I said, you have to... Share this. We live in the boonies of Eastern Oregon where many businesses still take checks. I do craft shows and I get asked to take checks all the time. And I did a craft show in Walla Walla last week and I didn't even think to take my card reader. And everyone paid with the card and I had to type in every single card. (laughs) Oh my God, that's exhausting. The cool thing is it's like when you when I used to go to the club and they'd keep a line out front and everybody would go, well, What's this line for? And they just want to go wait in line. And you probably sold more stuff because you had a big line because you were slow ass had to write right, <laughs> type in these credit card numbers. <laughs> um that is your equestrian first for a problem. And when's the time you, you when's the
0: last time you wrote a check at a store?
2: You know, not at a store, but so uh Long story short, I had to refund somebody's money. It was a big mess uh, on their part, and I just decided that the, the the deposit refund was it was worth it to make them go away. So I I was like, I what do you guys take PayPal, Venmo? You know, no, just send us a check. And I was like, what?
0: I have to find a checkbook. Hold on,
2: <laughs> Glenn. I had to order checks <laughs> to get a check in the mail to me to then write a check to mail out to them, and they're like, what's taking so long? And I was like, do you have stamps in your house? <laughs> do you have checks in your house? I don't. Ain't nobody got time for that. So I had to order checks, get them. Then I had to go to the post office and buy stamps. Like, I didn't send out Christmas cards this year, so I didn't have any stamps, because ain't nobody got time for that either. It's just that time, of t- that's just it's my life right now. I don't have time. Uh, See, so having
0: that- a business, we still have to write checks for certain things, but... Uh, you know, we don't personally, and, and and when I get to the store, like you go to the grocery store and and we live in old lady central, so they all still write checks to the checks oh grocery gosh. And I'm shocked <laughs> that they still take them. Every time I see a lady writing out a check, it's always ladies for some reason. I see a lady writing out a check and she's like 80. I'm going, they still take checks? <laughs> <It's> like,
2: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. There's one, like one lane in the check, the, the line that has like one of those check writing st- tables, and all the they all stand in there. Yeah, it's Walmart in Oklahoma. Come on. People
1: write checks.
0: <laughs> all right, auditors, hang on. We'll hang around with you for a minute or two of something to tell you guys. And then uh, I have a thank you to do in the auditor room, too. We'll get to that. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to be here tomorrow with uh, what comes up tomorrow? The CHA episode. It was a special episode we did. It, we, we did it on Zoom, too, and it was a whole bunch of members of the CHA called in, and we talked about the holidays and what they do and stuff. It was kind of different. It it's Fun and that'll be tomorrow's episode. And then Wednesday, Jamie and I will be here. Thursday's the Horse Illustrated episode, and then we're off. We'll have some best ofs for you, and then we'll be back in the new year. So that's the plan for this week. Wanted to let you know. But, auditors, hang on, and we'll be back after this.
2: Spade, neuter, and yell. No update on the
0: Katie I know. I looked, I couldn't find one.
2: Somebody said the reason they run away is because are closer to <laughs>
0: So I have to, for auditors, I have to give a thank you out to April, Uh, you know, April from Texas. Uh, She sent us a very nice gift for the holidays. So, And it was homemade, or or at least I think one of her relatives made it. And we're going to post it.
2: She gives me booze all the time.
0: She wouldn't give you this because it was actually leather stockings that had the HRN logo and our names on it.
2: My like Christmas oh.
0: stockings, but they're made of leather, so she wasn't going to send you that. Um, so she gave you what she knew you would like, booze.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't gotten anything from April, which is bold because <laughs> she's been texting me this morning. So, uh,
0: Well, you, she she knew you <clears> wouldn't <throat> like the leather stockings, so there was that. But they are beautiful. Somebody put a lot of time and effort into it. We'll post pictures in the audit room today. So thank you, April, for that. Oh, I also have bad news, I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> So we're supposed to do this test cruise. Remember, we were taking one for the team and going to do the cruise in the same ship where we were doing the Horse Lover's Cruise. And we we're going to do that on Christmas Day and be gone all next week. And I don't think I can. We don't think we can go. because.
2: Wait, wait stop. You can't go on the cruise?
0: Because my hernia's gotten worse. starting to hurt more and be a little more prominent. And I talked to the surgeon and the surgeon said, mm, you can't be that far from a hospital. Uh, because apparently I didn't realize that hernias like can kill— Well. I mean, think about it. Uncle Jimmy died after hernia surgery, but I I didn't realize that hernias can kill you. They like
2: yeah, so they strangulate your intestine.
0: And it can. I didn't realize. I thought, well, if that happens, I have a couple days, right? Apparently, no. Uh, He said, if this gets worse, and it, you know, these two things happen, you have to go to the hospital, and you're getting surgery within a couple hours.
2: Oh my god!
0: So I didn't know all that.
2: I just thought get it done. Like tomorrow.
0: No, it's also a bit of a recovery time, apparently. So, so we were really upset over the weekend. That was so.
2: Who's Jen going to (laughs) take?
0: So she's not going. Uh, we're not going. We're going to postpone it. Fortunately, they you can get all your money credited right now because of the COVID thing. They just credit all your money toward a future cruise. So we'll take a future one. But So we're just going to go for a couple days to the beach. We got, a, we got a hotel with a room on the beach, and it's close to a hospital, so we're good. Um, but I didn't realize this about hernias. I just thought, ah, it's a hernia. I've had them before. But I didn't know they could, like, kill you. So I, you don't think about hernias killing you. That's something you think about. <laughs> But I just
2: know about hernias with horses. It's gotten a
0: little bigger and it's starting to hurt more and the doctor said, you know, I can't really get you in earlier so you just have to be careful. Just don't do don't do anything. And then I mentioned the cruise. That was a mistake. See, if I hadn't mentioned the cruise.
2: Mm-hmm. You never want to know In ignorance is bliss. You could have died on a boat.
0: He's like, no, they don't really have hospitals on boats. So they'd have to fly you out. And uh, I don't really. So? You,
2: it's worth it.
0: <laughs> can you postpone it? And it's like, well, we can postpone it. Yeah, I'd have been really apprehensive if we'd lost our money. But we don't have that excuse either. So so that that was pr- I was pretty upset over the weekend because I was really looking forward to this. I really was. But we'll go to the beach for a couple of days and just hang out and enjoy the ocean. <clears throat> That's one advantage of living in Florida is the beach is an hour away. So
2: True. But you, know. you need to take a break, though. No, we are.
0: We're going to go. We're going for four nights to the beach. So it's going to be a break. It, it, Jamie realizes how much I need a break. <laughs> so, I've probably done more episodes than 99.9% of podcasters in the world this year. Probably.
5: I
2: I don't know anybody who does any more than you.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I do need a break. At the end of the year, I just get kind of tired and need a break. And we got a lot of other things we got going on we can't even talk about. Uh, Jamie knows about some of them. And it's just all of that is tiring. So it's – I'm not whining. I'm just – yeah, I am whining. Okay, I'm whining. I don't whine very often.
2: Kind of being a little bitch.
0: (laughs) But I can (laughs) be that to the auditors. They get it. They whine, too. So – Anyway, that's our that's our bad news. But you know, th- speak of first world problems. That's what I had to remind Jennifer this weekend. That's a first world problem right there. But I, I can fr- finish the furniture store st- uh, store story. So we went there, we we're just walking around, really, between appointments, and I was shocked at the prices of the couches and bureaus and just anything. It was just shocking. It's been so long since we shopped at a real store but then in the back, very back corner, this huge two-story furniture store. I mean, it was the far corner. I, I've been really wanting a, stand, a powered stand-up desk where right now I have the one where you have to pick up and down, but only part of my monitors and stuff come up and down and the mixer's on the thing, and I have to lean over and get away from the microphone, and I've always wanted a full desk that goes up and down. But they're expensive too. They had one in the bent and dent section that just had a little scrape on the top for half price. So I bought it. So I bought oh, a desk. Congratulations. Those are like $1,400, and they had it marked down to 700 for this one little scratch. And I looked at We tested it, and we had it going up and down and everything. It's like, wow, this is a steal. We're going to get that. So, so I, I got a new desk coming for the office. So I'm excited about that. It's my Christmas present to myself.
2: Congratulations.
0: So, yeah, but apparently when you go in a furniture store, you buy stuff. So there's that.
2: I remember going to the furniture store and there was this cu- – I just wanted like a chair, just like a chair to sit next to the couch, like a comfy chair. And I walked in. They had one. It was the exact color I wanted, the exact size, the exact chair I wanted. And uh $1,200. Well, it was $1,200. It was marked <laughs> down to a 100 because it was broken in the back. Like the back had like kind of come apart. And Chad looks at it. He goes, that's one screw. <laughs> I could fix that in one screw. And so we – But then I'm like, I'm like, all right, negotiation time. Excuse me, sir. What do you take for this chair? I mean, clearly it's broken and I'm going to go home and attempt to fix it. But I probably can't because it's really fucked up. Like, it's a mess. Like, what can I do? I'm like, what do you take? And he goes, all right, I'll give it to you for 50. And I was like, sold.
0: You did better than I did. I put in
2: one screw and we're like. Actually, that chair has been awesome. Now it's Bella's chair. It's my Bassett Hound's chair. That's where she lives.
0: <laughs> so I, I there, they had another one of these desks that I bought uh, there, and I said to Jennifer, "Well, he's wanted one of these too." And I said, "Well, maybe we can negotiate, and we'll buy them both." You know, but the other one's new, and it's not marked down. They ain't negotiating on nothing right now because they don't have it. It would take three months to get that desk. Mm-hmm. So they don't have they don't have to negotiate right now because they're selling mm-hmm. everything out. Who knew that all of this would happen at the beginning of COVID? That you couldn't buy furniture anywhere. <laughs>
2: it's crazy. That's nuts. There, I mean, who knew all of this would happen?
0: So. Yeah, I don't know. It's exactly opposite of what we thought would happen. Exactly opposite. Anything else we had to talk about in post show today?
2: Oh man, I'm I'm just having a week with. With the horses, yeah. my little gypsy's doing great. The other one is a nightmare. Um, and then the the two horses I got from Horse Island are lovely. So, but but it's it's just been so busy, and both my assistants are home uh, for Christmas. Wait, will you I take any, any horse break over Christmas? No, no, because I realized I'd be here. I'm just like just uh, to piling them on, so I'm at I'm at max capacity right now. Um, and then, do you I'm ever burn going, out from
0: doing it or you enjoy it so much you don't?
2: I love I love it. I mean, I but you have
0: re- you reach points where like, okay, I can't look at the horses today. No, no, no,
2: that, no. The, it's like when I did that podcast, um, the major league eventing, and they were like, what else do you do for fun? And I was like, it took me like five minutes to go, oh yeah, I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I kickbox and I play guitar. Like, uh, it, but I used to play guitar, but I don't even have time for that anymore. But no, I love it. Um, I you know it's so funny because the people that send me horses they're like, hey, "How? What's the minimum of time?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Well, most trainers make you keep it three months." And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm it, we're, we'll be done." Like this gypsy, like after one week, I was like, "Okay." like it's ready to go home now, but I'm like, you know, I'll just solidify all the things and teach it new stuff. Uh, so that's fine. But I, I don't, but after a month, the horses start to get tired of me because (laughs) what I do is not physically very challenging, but mentally and emotionally, it's very taxing because they, they learn so much so instant, like so quickly that I think after 30 days, they're like enough, like I need a freaking break from you. Cause you're starting to irritate me. Uh, so about a month of the, the horses and training and I'm ready for them to go. They're ready to go. I'm ready for them to go. Um, but they're the, the one that I have right now is particularly like I was in the round pen with it yesterday and I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this. So there, I guess there are some that make me not want to do what I'm doing. Um, when you don't, you know, cause I like to see progress and when you don't see any progress, it's, really frustrating and and it makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing. Even though I'm doing all the things I need to be doing, it just doesn't matter. So obviously there's something more to it, but, uh, I'm going to not take horses like, like this summer uh, from July 15th all the way till September 1st. I didn't take any horses aside
0: from horse and hound horses.
2: Um, and that was my like little summer break. So I'm not taking any horses from January 15th till March 1st. Well,
0: you would be training them in a foot of snow. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. February here sucks. And I can take a Wind horses, and cold. Horses. Yeah. Because she understands because she's here in Oklahoma, you know, that every, and it doesn't really, there's no direct timeline with those guys. Um, but definitely it's, uh, I don't get sick of it all. I'd love the hell out of it. I'm happier doing this job. Doing this job and doing that job than I I think I've ever been in work. So
0: I do. I I think you're happier than I've heard you in 10 years. So, or 11 or 12 or whatever the hell we've been doing this. And Helena (laughs) looks happy with her new horse, too. So good for her.
2: I'm so happy. That Uh, horse is amazing.
0: And here's another post. God, I'm listening to Friday's episode and almost peeing my pants at Jamie and Glenn with the Hallmark movies. I love watching one or two a year because they are predictable, but this is too good. We got to put that show in the best of because we're famous. I, I want to go back and listen. I to know. It, God, I apparently really know we, we were time. funny. People, We the guests never showed up. So I we think
2: were. I had, for that, had been a hell of a lot funnier.
0: <laughs> we had no prep. You were going to go over regular movies, and I just picked up in the Hallmark thing, and it was like, oh, let's just play a game because
1: yeah.
0: we had nothing. <laughs> so. Oh,
1: my God. So good. <laughs>
0: So I auditors I want to follow up on what Jamie said earlier. We're going to be um we're going to I'm going to put up probably today or tomorrow a little questionnaire about what you guys with our show specifically horses in the morning. What do you see what is hear more of? And what do you want to hear less of? Uh, what do you, is there things you want us to add? Is there things you want us to take away? We just want your honest opinions, because that's how we know what we're doing right and wrong. So otherwise, we don't know. We know what we like, but it's not necessarily what you like. And sometimes I'll do something like, let's be honest, I did, I played that thing on Friday with the AI uh, Hallmark movie thing. Mm-hmm. And you were surprised I played it the whole way through. And I could tell you were a little annoyed I played it the whole way through. But we got more comments on people loving that. So sometimes we don't know what works and doesn't work either. So,
2: I was like, oh, God, enough. I know. It's too long.
0: But yet. <laughs>
2: my, like, radio world kicks in. And I'm like, oh, my God, keep it moving.
0: But yet people loved yeah, it and yeah. played it for their spouses. So who knows? um so anyway yeah so we would love your comments please be honest we don't care well i don't care maybe don't be d- if jamie sucks don't put that
2: i don't care you know I don't <laughs>
0: after care your anymore. last year you're used to it now
2: i just i don't care <laughs> you know what just don't offend those people pe- you can talk shit about me all day And me be fair
0: us let's say us yeah you. but yeah.
2: don't fuck with my people no. okay
0: <laughs> like
2: right. like people talking shit about you i'm not okay with that I'm not okay with you know if you've got a problem with me, come to me but don't talk about the rescue don't talk about my friends don't talk about my family don't talk you know like well, like I, I would
0: could take it <laughs> I would never post this question in the in the general page I would only ever post in the auditor page because I know the one thing the auditors do is respect. So, they have respect for for other people, and I think that's the, the only reason I would ever post it there.
2: If you do not actually like something, please tell us. Don't just try to be nice. Like we want, we want this show to be what you guys want it to be. And,
0: and I um, had a couple of people on the road trip that didn't like really bad ads, but the, but then everybody else, other ninety eight of them, love really bad ads. So you know, we also have to take a look at what the majority likes and doesn't like, because uh, there's going to be people that don't like. A- anything we do. And and you know, and you know then what? like other things. So podcasts
2: are free. You can go listen to another one.
0: <laughs> well, somebody posted about what podcasts they listen to. I was shocked the number of people that listen to a ton of podcasts. So and apparently they're still listening to ours because the numbers again last week were incredible. So thank you all. Appreciate it. That's all it. Right. Let's go. We gotta go. I do have to talk I'm to done. you real quick after though.
1: Oh fine. Right. Bye everybody.